Weep, O children of the dust, but stand tall beneath the weight of their desperation. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I am Waffle, your GM, joined by... Daniel playing Alabaster, the unnamed necromancer. Hey, Hall, playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. I'm Matt, and I play Neric Shadespear. All right. Uh, before we get into our usual carnage, we have viewer mail. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Specifically for the Shattered Cosmos. Whoa. Mail reads as following. Hello, listener Joe here. You <laughs> you share a name with uh, a little-known uh, author of a very popular podcast. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird fact. Just wanted to say great work on the Shattered Cosmos. Thank you. Really enjoying things. Very exciting. Had one quick note. Just wanted to ask, very curious, what on earth possessed the group to say pestle and mortar instead of mortar and pestle during episode four? I'm catching up after the stress of defending my PhD and moving. Thanks. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Uh, And then follow-up question. Alabaster plays a pan flute. Does he actually have lips? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like... I'm not full metal. <laughs> okay. I've um, got to be able to blend in, you know. There's, there's got to. Yeah, be, you're a mandroid. There's like a, yeah. There's like a neoprene covering to yeah, my body. Yeah, you've that got like, like skin. synth skin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but also, I, what's wrong with pestle and mortar? See, I it's think it's like a regional thing. I don't know. Uh, pestle and mortar just. Mortar and pestle, they both sound right to me, so it's, it's never uh, never gonna be allowed to DM again because <laughs> I'm sorry, as a pharmacist, <laughs> pestle and mortar is just completely egregious. <laughs> Wait, uh, which part is the pestle and which part is the mortar? The mortar is the bowl part and the pestle yeah. is the Yeah, the pandy thingy. Okay, so <laughs> So, like, pestle and mortar would be, like, the poundy thing that goes in the bowl, right? Yeah. yeah. Hammer and nail. Yeah. Hammer and nail. Thank Spoon you. It's, it's egregious. Look, <laughs> ever since I've played RuneScape uh, and Herbology was a thing, those, it was always called pestle and mortar in-game. Oh and my that's, god, that game's really? made by the Brits. That game's made by the Brits. Oh my god, no, uh, that so is totally why I say it that way, too. I didn't even think about... Yeah, no, RuneScape is where I would have learned that word. What happened last time in the Shattered Cosmos? <laughs> uh, Thank you, Joe. Less science-y things. Uh, we clambered our way down. The round robots discovered the stringers gathered in worship, but also in an attempt to get a treasure beyond a barrier-protected room. The chieftain was there. He heard crazed voices in his head. The stringers, including a champion stringer with a giant broadsword... Um, offer of various paper, concrete, and marble heads to the chieftain. Gabada uh, was slinking nearby, responsive to the chieftain's bell staff. The chieftain shouted angrily at the voices in his head, and in support of the chieftain's ire, the champion tells the stringer crowd to remove all the heads from the room. We sneak in while they're gone, surprise the champion with a shot from number one. Uh, rip. Rest in peace, <laughs> rip. number one. Um, <laughs> rest in peace find, again. <laughs> yes, rest finally in pieces. Um, find that the champion's broadsword is enchanted with a personality like Minnesota named Misery. Uh, discover that there's a dark order working to bring an eclipse upon the world, and Minnesota has been fighting to stop them. We kill the champion, uh, Bricky, and the chieftain, leaving Gabada meek before the fallen staff. Foiled, Misery transforms into a flock of black butterflies ascending out of the room. 
God damn, you were ready. Look at those detailed notes. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh that summarizes things quite nicely. Number one's body makes a a thud as it hits the base of the stairs. I was gonna say wet thud, but uh number one is quite dry and desiccated, so it's a little bit like mm. like throwing jerky against the side of a door. <laughs> it just kind of slaps. Um there are a number of knives that have been embedded in his undead person. And at the top of the stairs, a small crowd of stringers, the ones that had been previously lured out by their uh, crucial task of disposing of all the heads, uh, sort of flood their way in through this doorway now that the guardian, uh, so fearsome and so unassailable, has fallen. And the one in the lead, still panting slightly, uh, drops the bloodied marble head of what must be the CEO or founder of this bureaucratic labyrinth and looks around panting and says, I'm finished. And then the, uh, the other stringers draw their auxiliary knives, not currently buried in number one, and uh, you... You are not out of the woods yet, it would seem. What would you like to do? Can we just do like freely do something like free action? Yeah, like you're not technically an initiative yet. So if there's if there's something you want to do here to try and avert that, you can, or you can just sort of stick up poses. I think Alabaster is the closest to the chief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the chief is currently slain in a pool of blood, etc. I'm so sorry, I, where did this I, guy come from? Uh, so these are the stringers that were outside the room that number one was holding back. Uh, so they are at the top of the stairs uh, to the door leading into this long chamber that you are currently occupying. Right. Okay, I thought you said something about like a CEO. Oh, so he... Or... His weapon of choice appeared to be a a marble head of the CEO that he used oh, to oh, okay. beat number one to death. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Enemy enemy number one over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I yell at Alabaster. Grab grab uh, the chief's whatever he was using to control Gabada. Grab it. And I go to Grab-a-da. grab. The I gravida a staffida <laughs> of gabida, yeah, of gabida, and I shake it a the staffida. Okay, um, please try make to m- me mimic. A... Okay, the yeah, you like... roll the the sound that I heard earlier sure. when he brought him to submission. Sure, sure, sure. Um, go ahead and make me a. I'm trying to think of like what skill check would work here. Perform magic? Oh, perform. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would take like a perform intelligence or a perform dexterity. Okay. That's 2d6 for these skill checks, right? 2d6 plus modifier plus... uh, Oh. Plus just modifier, I think. 5, 6, 7. Okay. You, You wave this staff around and... Your initial assumption that this was just like a stick that has bells glued onto it is 
not quite accurate. And you can see now that you're up close and now that you're, you know, swaying this around, each bell is woven into these little leather strips that give it like more, more play and more room to move around. And as you start jangling this thing from side to side, um, the bells keep hitting into each other and making these really unpleasant jangling noises that interrupt a lot of the ringing. It, it seems like there is a trick to this staff that you have not yet figured out. And um, as you are jangling this and sweeping it and trying to mimic the grand motions of the chieftain that you really only saw at a distance, um, you can hear a, a disapproving grumble of the large incorporeal oh. creature behind you. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to slowly set the staff down. Okay. No, oh, hand it here. Oh, okay. I have to say, like, I think controlling controlling Gavito is our best chance out of this, unless we plan to kill all of those stringers. <laughs> sure. Not, I, not I looking forward to that. Skip. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm also going to then try to perform. Okay. Or, yeah, no, I... Well, I'm polymath, so magic and performer are the same for me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, that is only a five. Yeah, sort of the same, the same setup here. You know there's a trick to it. Like, there's clearly some element of the technique you're missing. You're mimicking the broad, sweeping curves and the sharp, triple flack afterwards and then the even the little caper that the chief was doing and you crouch down a little bit to see if maybe it's like a a you know center of mass thing but you just can't make it ring in that same clear uninterrupted way without it being interrupted by clattering and uh essentially sour notes hey magic instrument this is another magic instrument got any ideas <laughs> I don't know, like, unstring it or something. Oh, that looks like it'd take forever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The half-visible jaw of uh, Gavada prowls in your direction now, drawn by the jangling. Okay, um, very quickly, uh, Alabaster is going to... um, he he feels prompted at the sight of um, number one's death, uh-huh. and he um, he can he can remember just in the back of his head. It's it's almost tickling him uh, a familiar tune, which he starts playing on the pan flute, and um, it is again another another march, a ghostly march, and green light starts to. Um, envelop the chieftain. Okay. And um, he's he starts to rattle. He starts to shake, um, and appears to come back to life. Oh, just springs right up. Yes. So <laughs> whatever his attributes were in life, he now has one hit dice and AC of thirteen, move of thirty. Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. Um. He has no natural volition 
um, will obey commands with a human degree of intelligence, has vague memories of its prior life. Okay. Um, and let's see. Yeah. So I'm going to hope that this is... Um, and that also this is... suicidally loyal to you, I, I yes. assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just like number one was. Yep, yep, Beautiful. Yep. So I'm going to command the chieftain to, um, and and I'm I'm suggesting or I'm, I'm asking uh, Skip to to hand him the staff and say, we need him to control um, the staff or we need him to control Gabada. Um, oh, okay. We'll yes. Kind of control Gabada through him. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, yeah. So you. Chuck the staff back over to Head Chief Warkban, uh, number two. And I and I command number two to <laughs> command Gabata to attack the group of stringers at the door. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this this wheezing, uh, arrow-riddled stringer, uh, gray and elderly, uh, shuffles down briefly and begins to wave the stick in short, jerky motions, and it rasps some horrible gurgling sound that could charitably be described as calling out to Gabada. And whatever lingering bit of memory still clings to this reanimated husk, uh, you do see the semi-corporeal form of Gabada stiffen up briefly and then prowl closer and circle the chief twice and then lope off towards the group of huddled stringers at the top of the stairs and they go scattering like leaves in the wind as it uh, merrily pounces down on one of them and chomps. All right. Wonderful. So... What do what should we do now? Should we chase after them? Should we uh, venture further and look for more treasure? I mean, they seem to be pretty intent on just getting through this barrier that there was treasure on the other side. So that's right. We never got in there. Well, yes. Yeah. Neither did they. We use our giant friend to knock the barrier down. I feel like they would have done that already. Mm, there. Perhaps. So yeah. essentially, I don't, they would, I don't know if they would use Gavada like that. So, yeah, maybe there might be like a religious significance. Um, so right now, as it stands, Gavada is basically uh, hunting the stringers through the far side of the room and out into the core. Um, it's likely that it will take some time to completely murder all of them, just <laughs> given that stringers are they're flighty. You know, they're they're tricky to pin down. So. That's uh, Gabada indisposed for a little while, at least. Number two stands with beady and clouded eyes, uh, peering up at its new god and uh, awaits further orders. Well, what do we see inside, just past the barrier, beside the corpse and the... um, What was it holding? What treasure? A tome? Or... you didn't see exactly what treasure it was holding uh, the last time that Narek was able to get a good look while wrestling with the champion. As you sidle over and not touching the barrier because it does disintegrate things, but uh, getting as close as you reasonably can, you can see that there is a human body 
slumped against the wall on the other side of what's like a, a small square room. And they are riddled with arrows and appear to be clutching like a satchel against their chest. And uh, perhaps most strangely, or you suspect what might be an inkling of the treasure that they carry, is there is a lustrous red jewel uh, that sits snugly in their palm, their one hand sort of like limp against the floor. And this is a big rock. I mean, this is like a baseball-sized stone of some kind that is a deep, lustrous red. The room is uh, lit strangely. You can't really see what's happening. Uh, The angle of the barrier doesn't allow you full view, but the side of the room that is currently out of sight for you seems to be emitting some kind of, like, dim red glow. Something in the room or the ruby? Uh, Not the ruby, but something else on the other side of the room that you can't see because of the way the uh, shielded doorway is laid out. It's a... It's like a the shield is just filling like a regular sized doorway, so there's only so much you can like see when you press yourself up against the side of it. And outside your line of sight, there is something that is glowing red. Okay. Well, what's what's bordering this shield? Like, what is creating this shield? Can we tell? Is there some? It looks like there's um, something inside border? the room. Uh, set up on a little tripod, there is an octahedral shape made of brass and ivory that is, uh, every so often it'll shiver briefly with arcane power and then reconfigure shape and then settle back into its holder and the shield will uh, thrum a, a faint note higher or lower. The door itself is set into like a metal archway and then surrounded by the typical uh, stone and girders that makes up the rest of the subterranean portion of the facility all around you at your feet there's broken tools and seared bricks and all the stringer attempts at overpowering this barrier that uh by the looks of it, they've been here for at least a couple days just working nonstop to try to hammer down this force field didn't work oh guys do you do you think um we could figure out that puzzle from out here that uh he calls it a puzzle because he doesn't know what to call it um of of brass and ivory i wait i I like watch the uh or when the uh the spear inside like does that uh shimmery or like you know Mm -hmm. disintegrates re and like reappears or whatever and like when it when it goes through that cycle i just like toss a rock through to see oh what happens yeah at that see moment. if the shield uh the rock sort of hits the shield and sizzles and bounces back off um it it doesn't seem like the the shield is going down briefly when it reconfigures like that um gotcha. exactly what's happening there is hard to say you would have to probably do a little bit of magical analysis this is clearly some kind of magical device that has been set up but um how it functions or how it could be overtaken is not immediately evident sure well, we have a couple of casters who can attempt to figure this out right sure do. 
I mean, yeah, I went to Mage College. <laughs> she matriculated. I, uh, well, barely. Let's both give it a shot. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll um, try and roll magic. Eight. Okay. okay. Skip, what do you get? Uh, I only have a four, so his is better. Okay. Alabaster, you're not able to... I, I mean, you know how to turn this off, and it is go up to the little octahedron and press the button on the back, which is not super helpful okay. in your current situation, but... Um, um, you also know well, that what it's doing when it like rises and reconfigures like that is, uh, judging by the way that the frequency of the shield is changing and the little like sparking light show, it's like re it's probably reconfiguring in real time to match the subtle ebb and flow of the laws of physics on this planet. Um, so essentially, it's auto correcting for drift and things like that. So, uh, okay. Pretty, pretty advanced uh, magical device to have that kind okay. of capability. So, Let... go ahead. This shield, you don't see any external power sources. So, with the amount of force that it's able to resist and the like amount of damage it's able to do to something that's pushed into it, this shield probably only has fuel to last for maybe another week tops, which doesn't help you in particular, but. <laughs> like... Yeah. We'll make a note and we'll come back after we've After you've not been exploded, died. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, do we think that... Have they tried using Gabada, you think, to attack the shield? Uh, it's not immediately clear. You do know that this uh, shield damages entities that touch it, so... Oh, okay. Uh, I'm like, going to ask as a reminder, the chieftain. Uh, Narek was able to disintegrate the champion stringer by shoving him into this field. So uh, it's, okay. it's not nothing. Yeah, yeah but Gabada. But Gabada. Who knows what? Who knows what Gabada is? Yeah, that's. And I, I asked the chieftain if they've tried with Gabada. The chieftain uh, rasps and growls and. Uh, shakes his head and then okay he's not like he's not holding perfectly still in the way that number one did he doesn't just stand there placidly and wait he he fidgets and shivers and twitches and gnaws at his feathers and you can see uh up close um the chieftain has that one side of his head that's been shaved and now that you're able to, you know, investigate your new toy up close, you can see that uh, there is a long, neatly cauterized surgical scar that runs along the side of his head where the feathers have been shaved. Interesting. Huh. Oh, his brain done been messed with. And that's <laughs> that's why he's so good with the stick. Yeah, obviously. Because his brain doesn't work right. <laughs> hey. Who could have done that to him? And I, I ask him if he remembers the surgery. If he remembers, and I point to the cut on his temple. And uh, one talon raises up and feels clumsily along the side. And uh, you didn't know that zombies could wince, but... This one winces and stiffens up and says, bright light, whirring, then voice, 
voice says, Pray, treasure. It says, Pray, treasure? Pray, comma, treasure. Okay. Huh. Well, let me get your ruling on the targeting for Ray's corpse. Do I need to touch them, or can I just see them? <laughs> because the spell oh. does not say. Does it not? Um, it just says the necromancer targets a mostly intact skeleton or corpse. Uh, that is a very good question. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that you have to have line of effect to this target. So... Um, okay. Like, if, the, if they were on the other side of, like, a chasm or something, you could res them, but... Um, this field most likely blocks magic or has, you know, interfering properties. Damn. Yeah. That is a good question, though. <laughs> so, do we just have to come back? Can anybody think of anything else? I mean, I think, and I tell the group, I think we just have to hit the press, we just have to press the button on the back of that device that seems to be uh, projecting the field. Ask, ask the chief if there's any other way they know of to get to that room. Sure, I, I asked the chief if he knows other any other way inside. Uh, the chieftain nope. twitches and shakes its head and uh, rasps, dead end, pray cornered. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I will remind you of some of the treasures you have obtained uh, over the span of your uh, adventuring here. You have received some magic nails, um, a spellbook with a hole in it. I think uh, you've got some TPS reports from the main core. And yep. you have uh, some potions, potions, if any of that uh, sounds yeah. useful to you. Or maybe that's enough to oh, wait. buy you some more Whoa. life. Energy, energy invulnerability? Yeah, energy. Well, it's protection. Um, protection? No, it's, it means you won't die, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll be protected. <laughs> well, depends on if force is a type of... I mean, the protected, but it doesn't mean it'll hurt, but you'll live. It doesn't mean we can get. It doesn't mean we'll get through the barrier. Still, though, like, just means we might not be harmed as bad. Yeah, you'll still be a recognizable corpse. I got it. Yeah. Hang on a sec. I might have energetic, mostly impermeability. It's not invulnerability. It, it's mostly it impermeability. It 15 points of damage from each instance of magical damage. <laughs> how, many think, how many instances do you think occur each second? <laughs> yeah, what, can we get the as refresh many, rate on this thing? Like, are as, we talking, many, as many as the DM wants. <laughs> are we talking 120 hertz? So, or, you know? so when the champion touched the barrier, they did not instantly disintegrate. Mm -hmm. um they were able to sort of withstand it for a round so you know that it 
does enough damage to kill an injured stringer in about two turns. Okay. He, he also didn't get pushed through it either. Though, Correct. Right? No. Yeah, that that's the problem more so. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but what if we combined it with the spell slick potion as well? <laughs> yeah. What if, what if we used both here's, potions? Oh, here's my question. Who's going through? Uh, Say again? Well, I said, who's going through? Oh. <laughs> Obviously the guy who's not alive. <laughs> well, but that, can he drink potions? Why not? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think, I think I've never not been alive. He's he's in pretty good shape. So problem with yeah, that is if spells, if spells don't go, go through the barrier, like it might not. What's to say? He'll still be under uh, alabaster's control. <laughs> he drinks the potions and it just through. breaks the enchant and he dies <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or he walks through the barrier and dies again. Walks through the yeah. barrier and he's like, "Oh, oh, I have free will over oh, here." Oh wait, I, f- I no, or or I just remembered, I'm dead, and then falls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah, I'd love to turn that off for you, but I I have to get back to being dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have another. I I can cast another spell today because I hadn't cast any yet. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, hang on. We have. Um. We have the potions that I made. Didn't we find other potions, or have I written stuff down wrong on my... Uh, two anchoring droughts noted and the invulnerability potion. Yeah. Okay, and those are different from my potions that we made. Those are ones we found, right? Yes. Uh, so okay. The ones that you found um, was the anchoring draught and... Ah, uh, what was the other one? Shoot, it's I have it written down here somewhere, but um, I think it was another uh like energetic impermeability. Okay. So it's it would similarly decrease the amount of damage you take, but not uh. Yeah, it wouldn't negate it. Yeah. Completely negate it. Okay. Depending on okay. how strong the effect is. Hmm. As you're all standing here thinking, there is the occasional squeal and crunch of Gabada playing hide-and-seek with the stringers. Yeah, we'll, we'll also lose our ability to control Gabada if we send him in. True. So, I, look, here, here's the here's deal. Um, I can try, I can cast Raise Corpse again on number one and see if it returns him back to his original health pool, which seemed to be he seemed to be pretty beefy when I originally commanded him. And raising okay. heals a corpse back to its original health total. And on and actually, and he's not the one who's going to be controlling Gabata, so he seems like a better kind of like test dummy for uh, the door. Sure. Do we maybe want to try? Would that would I be raising a new corpse? Uh, Waffle, or would I be healing him back to his original health pool? I would say you'd be raising a new corpse here, so he would come back as a one-hit die, like okay. per the spell. Yeah. Damn it. Um. You you would know just 
having interacted with number one and the others that um, whatever spell originally created those undead was more powerful and you're just yes you just sort of like hijacked the controls uh-huh. yep damn it because if he had lived i could have just healed him back to his original so it goes total yeah. but i mean saved you from getting murdered by 15 stringers so yeah true gave his life for the cause um, uh, Skip, do you have the uh, scrolls that you got from the bureaucratic center written down? Uh, I was not carrying them. Okay. I thought I identified them, but I don't think I was carrying them. I um, just want to make sure that those are we have noted those. somewhere because uh, I can go dig them out of they my notes, were but I want them to be powerful. <laughs> Yeah, I I do not have them written down specifically. Okay. So sorry about that. Uh, um, who is, who is carrying like, those? Because one of those one of them, emanates dread, so... I, oh, I'd right. like to know. Do you have them all in one pouch? Do you have them spread apart? Okay, I think my sheet maybe just didn't save them. Oh, shoot. Um... I know one of them was like Featherfall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so we were I like, can... wow, wish we'd found this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can go yeah. back through the list here really quick if you want. Um, so of the four that you retrieved, one of them is an earnings report. Uh, the earnings report Ooh, is not good. Uh, you, you suspect that if you were to unveil this at a board meeting or in the middle of combat, uh, people would be stricken with terror at the just how far a company's stock can free fall in a matter of minutes. Um, one of them you retrieved was a golden parachute, uh, yep. which floats you package. gracefully down to the ground and also, you know, uh, gives you a little something for your time and as a, a reward for your service to the company. And then you have two scrolls of liquidate asset, uh, which you're fairly oh, sure yeah. you could convert a yes. 10 by 10 by 10 object directly into currency. <laughs> oh. Should we do that on the wall? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah, but what denomination currency? I'm well, sure you'll know. find out. <laughs> but Ooh, we have know, two guys. of those, so let's let's try and use one then on pa- the paper 10 by 10 money <laughs> so that we can just cut through it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it reduces much of the wall and the... Str- well, maybe it's shit. Maybe not. Can you reduce uh, the energy Yeah, the energy wall into currency? Like, how much <laughs> money can we get for that? I don't know. All right, Skip. Um, uh, where are you placing this uh, asset liquidation bomb? I'm going to put it uh, five feet away from the edge. Okay. So that it would still affect the edge, right? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get like at least part of the energy barrier in this, but mm, mostly okay. not. Mostly the wall. Sure. Uh, and then is there like a a, a rip cord? Do I pull the pin <laughs> and run? Like, um. So there appears to be uh, a essentially an incantation that is associated with this uh, scroll, and that incantation is, and that concludes today's stand-up oh. meeting. 
All right, I'm going to squint. But... <laughs> and that concludes today's stand-up meeting. And there is a a powerful whump, and you hear ka-ching! And uh, <laughs> a moment later, the, the wall in front of you uh, shimmers briefly, and then goes, and vanishes in a little puff of smoke. And a... Uh, a a not insignificant number of uh, gold coins uh, clatter to the floor on the ground, leaving a perfectly square hole that has been cut in the wall here. Woo! Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's ten feet high, ten feet. Yeah, yeah. Ten feet like you've ten cut feet a perfect cube out of this. Okay. Uh, you've converted all the building materials directly into currency. I pounce into the space. Nice. <laughs> Um, so you receive uh, 31 gold for oh your boy. troubles. <laughs> okay. Uh, as always, this is uh, gold in the Lord of Gold sense, so it is uh, wet, semi-waxy blocks of currency that are uh, good wherever goods are sold. Oh, well, that's good. It's it's our currency. It's not weird yeah. other people's currency. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Well, okay. It's very intuitive. Thank goodness. But most importantly, we're on the other side. Yes, of the you have barrier. access to the wall now. Okay, thank um, goodness. And press the button. Uh, yeah, as you step in there, you tap the button there, and the shield uh, snaps back down out of existence, and the device settles back into its tripod, uh, smoking ever so slightly. Okay, we're taking this. And as you are in this room, so this is a 50 foot wide basically rectangular room that stretches off to your left as you come in quite a ways and there are basically two things here the corpse or three the corpse the tripod and then buried into the floor is a brass or gold object of some kind that looks like um like a very fancy nail that has been driven halfway into the floor. And it has very clearly like this thing is covered in arcane glyphs and it has little gemstones orbiting it in these uh, thin brass uh, like rings. And beyond Ooh. that device that has been driven into the floor, the stone and steel of the room abruptly gives way to uh the horizon and out past the edge of this room it opens up into a vast desert that is lit by a red sputtering sun and far out over the dunes you can see uh these massive titans of wrought iron that are slowly shambling their way knee deep in these shifting dunes, uh, seemingly without any intent or purpose. Oh, I'm gonna command the chieftain to bring Gavita back okay. to us. Yeah, yeah, Gavita pads over uh you can interestingly you can see like more of it because the blood has sort of spattered across the intangible portions and uh, like it's still not very useful but you can see like each chunk of gabada has been uniformly coated in blood so you can tell kind of where it begins and ends (laughs) 
and uh, this blood slick creature pads over and uh, settles into the spot after being indicated by your zombie. Okie doke. So where was the red light coming from? Some gap in the wall? And uh, it's coming from like this desert. Sunlight or okay. Yeah. So this this desert is illuminated by a harsh red light, and it is spilling into this room. Is that a is that a sun that we're familiar with? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, oh. Uh, it's yeah. it's too dim and it's too flickery to be your own star. Um, and it's too red. So like the. the the orb of light that you are used to seeing in the skies over spite is almost like it's not yellow it's just a a hateful continuous white um and this is yes much dimmer and redder and you can definitely feel though it's still giving off some heat because this room is toasty is there anything else in the room just a corpse well, giant ruby in a bag. It, well, yeah. Corpse, L- satchel, loot. ruby, armor, you know. Uh, loot the corpse. Long sword. Yeah. Loot the corpse. Okay. Um, so are you all going over to this corpse? Or is anybody standing guard? Gonna, What's the arrangement here? I'm going to have Gabita stand at the door. Okay. Oh, I'm interested. Doors. Passageway. Yeah. Well, there's the doorway <laughs> and then there's the desert. Oh well, uh, I mean, there was the there was the doorway, and then there was the side door. That that's all kind of one cube. continuous twelve okay. foot wide segment. Okay, now. gotcha. Yeah. Um, I want to take a look at this spike, this nail with the gems. Yeah. Uh, you head your way over to it. It's a similarly complex arcane device of some kind. There is a large gem set into the top of it that notably has a crack running through the center of it. And it is sputtering and leaking arcane energy. Oh, that's not good. It's not great. Lucky we better. <laughs> Generally, you want your arcane devices to not sputter and spark, but. Generally, yeah. It, who knows? It's Maybe it's a choice. Is this what's projecting the doorway? Uh, no, that was on the tripod. Oh, oh, you no, mean to the no. desert? Oh. Into the desert itself. It, it's mm. unclear whether or not this. Oh. It, it's likely, like the the spot that this stake has been driven into the ground is also the line at which a brick abruptly gives way to shifting sand. So. Either it's a freak coincidence, or this is the gotcha. the object what done it. Okay. And do any of us know how our collars work? <laughs> um, Not really. You know that they have an internal timer that will need to Damn be it. reset within uh-huh. about 24 hours, or they will uh, activate the small wad of explosives that is set against the base of your neck okay um probably probably have some sort of proximity trigger too you you would know that cyrus has like a 
a detonator, so if you ever try to like jump him with a knife, he can just kill you. But um, they're not super high tech, I would say. Like they don't give salvage parties the cream of the crop equipment. So like they are just kind of you know like bolted on, riveted in the front. Like these are just big bulky hunks of metal, basically. Okay. Um... Whether or not they have some kind of like internal circuit that will explode if you try to take them off without disarming it, who knows? This is your do first we, time wearing one. Do we know whether the liquidation spell works on living beings? You suspect that a living being might get some kind of saving throw, but it's also very possible to liquidate a living being, yes. Um, Shit. You yourselves are living proof that it is possible to uh, essentially use people as a form of currency. So yeah. <laughs> this, this really just takes the metaphor to its logical extreme. Uh, but, but yeah, trying to liquidate the collars and not yourselves would be unlikely. Okay. Just, just curious. Yeah. 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 I just see like freedom on the other side. Well, of... you see an infinite dune sea astride with wrought iron titans. Yeah, I don't need uh, food or water. So <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely this right. This looks like a looks like a playground. Yeah, to it's me. like uh, we're home free now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just hope it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's no good. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah. Uh, so this adventurer, dead here, uh, sprawled out with a number of arrows riddling their body. Notably, uh, only some of the arrows have this sort of black plumage of the stringer tribe. Mm -hmm. You can also see there's a couple of arrows embedded in them. Uh, Skip, as you're sort of digging your way through here and checking things out. Uh, I assume you have an interest in the arrows since you have a bow, but specifically some of the arrows that you find in this body are like carbon fiber shaft with uh synthetic fletching oh uh that's different yeah like plastic and metal essentially interesting and uh those ones uh those ones look a little older just judging by like your brief bird's eye view medical analysis it's like this guy got shot with a couple of these nicer quality arrows did like a hasty you know uh cut off the shaft at a you know certain distance but leave the arrowhead in and then keep running um so it's likely that these were are slightly older injuries and then the ones that finally did them in were the additional stringer arrows that are just sort of riddling their chest. Yeah, okay. Hmm. How how old is the corpse? Uh they probably died for good about two or three days ago. Mm-hmm. So pretty fresh. Inside this uh, satchel here that they have, um, there. Uh, hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, finish. Uh, so there are two more of these fist-sized red things. 
And then there also appears to be a thin rune-scribed metal disc and some various odds and ends that you'd expect to see from an adventure, like candles and uh, you know, trail rations, things like that. Kind of try to identify the runes on the disc. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me a magic roll. Uh, eight. Yeah. So as you are turning this thing over in your hands and sort of investigating it, um, you you briefly like twist the disc to the side, and a tiny shimmering blue version of this dead humanoid uh, springs to life in front of you. Uh, contained within the confines of this disc. And uh, from what you can tell, it's sort of like a an upward angle shot of them, like maybe they're sitting down somewhere with this disc in their hands. And the audio quality is not great, but you can hear as their, their mouth moves a sort of scratchy facsimile audio coming out of this disc. And it says... Does he start out by saying, hooty hooty get hooty, booty? Hooty hooty get booty. No, he does not. <laughs> Oh. Um, there's just a button on this one unfortunately he says oh, okay. diary entry <coughs> i think it's thursday marcus bit it on the way in era got separated probably dead i don't think there's i think there's a real nasty anomaly in here somewhere i got things written on my arm but i don't remember putting them there uh -oh. <laughs> if i'd known this was gonna happen i never would have raided that place lord's breath this was supposed to be a simple smash and grab the hell are these things? Why are they so important? Oh, no. <laughs> they finally ran us down after a week of pursuit. All that's left are some bird rabble they've thralled, but <coughs> with everyone else at their limit, it was enough. <laughs> Figured I'd try and reach the dais, but gate keys busted. Don't know what happened to it. Barrier should hold for now. Just, just gonna close my eyes for a few minutes. And then, um, uh, the recording he fumbles with the disc for a moment and it shuts off we do not want to open that door <laughs> oh. what door I, uh well no the 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 this nail key thing it's yeah, supposed to take them key. somewhere else but it's not supposed to go wherever this is I don't think. Yeah, that 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 would be a reasonable read on it. So they tried to steal something, well, and said, then he said these, right? Yeah. And was he referring to the red gems? Uh, it's gem likely. Things? Uh, yeah. He said so, there were three of them. Yeah, yeah. So there's three of them. You you've got a much better look at them now that you're up close. Um, you heft one of these, and it is definitely not a gemstone now that you're up close. And as you look at it more, you're pretty sure it's not even like a mineral. It's too light. And the outer surface, ha this like lustrous red color has a sort of like squishiness to it. The surface is taut, but there's yield to the material itself just a little bit. It's also... Now that you're up close, uh, it's not a perfect sphere like you expected. There's a hmm. sort of like dimple on the top and the bottom where it sort of curls inward and on the top side there is a small uh dry brownish spine or protrusion that uh pokes up out of it ah uh. i was gonna say it 
Sounds like a uh, ye old stress ball from <laughs> businesses of old. Um, but not for that spine. Yeah. How, how big is it? The spine. Um, so how big is what? The the little spike spine. Oh, uh, very very small. Like okay. Um, like no more than half an inch tall, and like the diameter is like just very thin. Does it okay? So this is feel like a pouch, and it's filled with this red liquid. Is this blood um, inside some kind of? You you like shake it around a little bit. It doesn't swish or anything. Um, okay. When I say it has yield, it's like a, it's a very faint. Like you could, you get the sense that you could probably squish this thing in your hand if you tried, but it's like it holds up to casual scrutiny. Um, whether the surface is transparent and the inside is red or the surface is red is kind of hard to tell but you're leaning towards the latter Mm -hmm. uh roll magic sure oh that is a seven okay uh you don't detect any specifically arcane magic coming from this object um it doesn't seem to emanate any kind of aura or field or energy and it doesn't interact with the ambient lines in a way that you would you know find odd um as you're all kind of uh you know passing these things around and examining them um someone other than alabaster would note that um, there is a very pleasing fragrance when you bring it up to your face. Um, it's it's got a a hint of like sweetness to it, and it smells a little bit like um, God. What is what is even an analogy that your characters would know? Um, like somewhere. Somewhere dark and undisturbed, but in a good way, and not like a musty way. <laughs> like, huh. like in you when you're deep down inside the lowest reaches of these structures, where the sun has not permeated, and you can almost smell the planet, the the rock and the ground around you. Good. Um, you smell. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But so, at least mostly you, guys you might smell like a sweetness. Like a, one of those ice ice shacks with butter in it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> of course. An, before, an ice box. Yeah, an ice box with butter in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these are... These are gemstone-ish berries. Very bright berries, then. Uh, Potentially. I if you want to like investigate further, you're welcome to. Yeah, let me eat roll. It, eat it. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to take a bite out of it, you're more than welcome to. Well, how oh, is it God. like a is it a handful? Like no, it, these are like a single one fits comfortably in your hand. It's about the size of a baseball. Oh, okay. So like you you would like bite into the side of it. Okay. Um. Was there anything in the play in the recording that gave us a hint about what these are, other than no? Uh, he said he said 
I don't know what's so special about these damn yes. things, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't seem to grasp their... Uh, clearly, they were being hunted because of these objects, and he was baffled as to why somebody would expend so many resources on such a, a trivial thing. Hunted by, perhaps, the stringers, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and so he... Acted like something had sent the stringers. They he had enthralled the stringers. Said, and you can you replay this disc a couple times. He specifically said, yeah. "They finally ran us down after a week of pursuit. All that's left are some bird rabble they've thralled, but with everyone at their limit, it was enough." Hmm. Oh, so um, the birds were on their side. Well, birds were the birds were whoever was let's hunting ask, these, let's ask and the even the let's yeah, even the chief. chief even the chief had said, though, uh, when they were trying to get in here, uh, dead end cornered prey. Yeah. This guy was their prey who had the treasure. And that tracks with the other corpse that you found earlier, which had very yeah. clearly been killed from behind by stringers. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was also an adventurer. So, ask yeah. the chief, what, what's, the, the, what's the biggest treasure on this corpse? And well, I'll just ask him plainly what these red um, things are. The chief um, shuffles closer and looks them over. Uh, as this is happening, Skip, are you? Um, did you do a roll there? Or are you going to try to? Yeah, I'll these? I'll roll no. Okay. Um, because I was before I went to Mage College, I was a hunter. So yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give uh, it a no check. Gotcha. That's going to be an 11. Okay. Wow. You are pretty confident that these are not poisonous. Um, okay. they, they're they like no food you've ever seen before, but it's it's possible these are some kind of edible object. Hmm. Okay. And okay. You're going to have the, one of the zombies try it first. <laughs> See if it will break their let, teeth. No, let's not waste it on them. But let, <laughs> what does the chief have to say? Um, the the chief is just standing there, staring for a long moment, just kind of fidgeting, and uh, they. It kind of looks like their their beak is opening and closing, like they might be trying to say something, but nothing nothing really comes out except for like a low gurgle. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Indeed. Hell with it. I'm gonna eat one. <laughs> okay. Do it. They'll never know. Me. Look, they'll they'll never know if we only bring two exactly. back, right? Hang on. You're the heel. You you're the healer. <laughs> yeah, it makes um, perfect sense. It's fine. Skip. Well, as you okay. bite into this uh object. It is a sublime sensation. First, there is the outer skin, uh, this bright, lustrous, waxy red, and it it yields to your teeth with a satisfying sort of crispness. And then you crunch into the inside material, which is a, a faintly off-white, uh, you know, material. This uh, inner substance. Flesh. It's yeah, flesh. It's crisp. <laughs> It's got a satisfying crunch to it, and you you kind of black out there for just a moment, and 
you don't realize you've taken your <laughs> yes. fourth bite until you have already done so and pretty much oh. you've you've basically like crammed as much of this thing into your mouth as you can in one go and okay as you, all right this is really good <laughs> as you gulp down the uh basically every bit of this mysterious object um leaving only this small woody stem held between your fingers um a a shiver races through your body as your your cells your very being used to subsisting on lord's bile and filth and detritus and beetles is suddenly given (laughs) a burst of macronutrients and you level up what you you feel physically stronger and more capable after eating that holy god oh my god (laughs) so hang on i was already a heretic (laughs) <laughs> and now I ate the apple from the Garden of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's no drawback. Because you've already been thrown out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, you know, now I'm really not allowed back. <laughs> and um, as that is happening, and as you are undergoing this this revelation here in the middle of the room, the uh, the foaming gurgles of the head chief finally... Uh, clear and it jerks up into a ramrod stiff posture eyes rolled back and it says in a a tone and a voice you do not recognize sample entity and that is where we're going to call it for now i have been waffle your gm for the shattered cosmos joined by uh daniel playing alabaster the unnamed necromancer okay hall playing meet you god I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's Extra Heretical. I'm Matt, and I play Nick Shakespeare. <laughs> What's our socials like these days? You can find us at the Alchemist underscore Club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on t- t- TikTok. And if you want to get in touch with us and comment or complain about our uh, com- uh, how we uh, pronounce <laughs> or. Uh, identify certain objects or you know uh, names of equipment or devices used in science or other pharmaceuticals um, you can find us at the alchemist club at gene alchemist club 88 at gmail.com all right thank you for joining us